Hello and welcome to Horror. This is a fortnightly podcast in which myself, Lee, and Adam will be taking our friend Chris on a journey through the twisted world of horror cinema in the hopes of introducing him to some of the many delights the genre has to offer. The premise is very simple. We will sit down together and watch a film. As soon as it's finished, we will sit down and record the podcast immediately afterwards. As such, it will be very spoiler-heavy, and we do suggest you watch the film yourself before listening to the podcast, not only so we don't spoil it, but also so you know exactly what we're talking about. At the end of each discussion, we'll decide what film we'll be watching next, and we'll let you know so you have a fortnight to watch it yourselves, and then come on our journey with us again. Along the way, there will be facts, laughs, opinions, probably quite a lot of swearing. Any full frontal nudity will be completely irrelevant, as this is audio only. So, with the introduction over, it's now time for the podcast. Thanks for listening. Less than five minutes out of uh, your first viewing of the first movie, it was um, a woman in black. So, what were your thoughts? Okay, I'll start with the good. So, excellent uh, cinematography, great yep. shots. Um, as I was thinking, and I saw in the description, the sense of isolation was uh, excellent from the start. I think. The, the combination of what was going on in his mind, his isolation and his sense of loss from his wife that he was still coming to terms with and then that was reflected in him going to the house yeah and uh, you can't really beat that sort of style house for for eeriness and I just and spend, a sense of foreboding yeah I think I just spend the whole of that film every time I've seen it it's going I want that house I it don't want to clean oh, it yeah. I don't want to redecorate yeah. it I want it exactly as it is there so what I was trying to work out what is it about that era and I, I guess that was Victorian was it yeah yeah uh, I'm not quite sure I know the difference between Victorian or Edwardian but you know that sort of era I was trying to work out if you go back further did they get scarier or is that just the best era for a scary house I think it is. I don't know if that's because a lot of a lot of ghost stories and things are set mm. in that time. But period. Why, so why was that? You know, why did that come about? Is that just because that's when films started to be? I, I think it was it was almost part of a gothic revival. I suppose mm. they just had um, a lot of um, uh, because the original obviously gothic originally comes from the sort of architecture mm, and then yeah. it goes from there. But there were a lot of um, certainly that sort of era and the sort of period leading up to it and everything. Like um, the sense of gargoyles y- and yeah, decorative yeah. elements that yeah, are the sort of somewhat... The arcs and everything else like that and it's yeah. all very... Um, yeah, just I think it was just a thing that uh, was bubbling back up at the time. It's like with... Um, in the 20s, you started getting... Uh, people were obsessed with like Egyptology and things like that mm. but I think it was yeah I think there was just it was almost like the folk tales I suppose yeah. you know it's stuff uh, vampires mm. 
um, werewolves and that kind of, and, and obviously ghosts. I think it was a big thing for it at the time as well. Obviously, a lot of the all the the, the original horror writers mm. were all back in the Victorian era. It was back when ghost stories were a big part of of your Christmas celebrations. Um, mediums were coming into their own. Yeah. And the whole idea of spirituality and mm, yes. Yeah. Yeah. So so I think all of that made it made made that time. Uh, made it. Okay, <laughs> credit this. <laughs> wove all of those elements in together mm. so that the time and the yeah, yeah. Uh, the idea of uh, no, they, even you know the clothes and and the dolls I mean do they still make dolls that look that scary I th- I tell you what though that there are two things clockwork monkeys and rocking mm. chairs yeah. <laughs> never have them in the home <laughs> they attract poltergeist activity yeah. Just all kinds of stuff. I wouldn't. I couldn't even bear <laughs> a, a monkey playing cymbals in a fez. No, I don't care. I don't care who it's come from. I don't care how much it costs. No, we cannot be dealing with that. Yeah, and and also I really liked the different threads. Uh, as I said the at the start, which I suppose it kind of stopped about halfway. But him sort of remembering his wife, and mm. the sense of what's going to be happening with his son because of the pages that were blank. So yeah. sort of a sense that that's going to be filled in somehow and yeah. probably not in a good way, but <laughs> how exactly they were going to do it. Um, yeah, and then meeting the guy who was nice to him and helping him out. But at first I was trying to think, is he actually good? Because you're trying to work out, you know, What's what is the bad? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, who are the goodies, who are the baddies? And he gets into the pub and all of a sudden like everyone's like, not in this village. Yeah. Turn back, you know. <laughs> that that actually I thought was a very that was something that really heartened me because obviously I've not seen it before. Yeah. And but that is that is a pure hammer moment. Yeah, yeah. If you go in and everyone just everyone just quietens down mm. and you know we don't have any room <laughs> yeah. and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. But then the woman who was trying to be helpful to him and it wasn't clear exactly what her motive was. Perhaps she just was a bit more willing to try well, and they'd, face... Well, they'd lost their yeah. trip. They lose their triplets yeah. at the yeah. start, don't they? Yeah. Or the three That's children it. at the start. Mm-hmm. So is she... She's thinking, you know, she wants to get it out there, mm-hmm. you know, let people know. Either that or it's just she's an incorrigible drunk because <laughs> she was whacking <laughs> that whiskey down. So <laughs> yeah. And then, of course, so when he first goes to the house and a few scary things start to happen mm. and you're trying to work out what well, is this his mind is he losing it yeah. like, what's mm. real and you have a sense that perhaps there is some something real happening there and but then the actual real things where the other children start dying yeah um, so the girl who mm. did a bit of liar yeah 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 so um, the whole so it becomes impossible yeah. to be purely a mm, yeah something is clearly happening but what exactly is there? and I'm trying to follow the story of who is this woman um, and yeah, why is she so angry with everyone? And in fact, I don't think I fully understood that at the end. Why was she so angry with the village, as opposed to just the two people that took her? They only said that yeah, because she had her child taken away, she, she was just, going to take everyone else. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, I think it was just they were the nearest. She just became really angry and yeah, and just anyone in her way. Yeah, yeah the witch. it's uh, well, not only that, but also I suppose it's the more the more classic thing of. Like where absolutely no one 
should have this happiness yeah. that, I, yeah, yeah, that yeah. I have been robbed of. Mm. And, and her power only extended yeah. as far as she could. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Mm. And I think the... Um, I was I was surprised um, how little was um, CGI or uh, well yeah. obvious, you know. I think a lot of it was more, you know, sleight of hand and camera trickery, yeah. which which just works better anyway. It yeah. did, yeah, it did. I I liked it. I was, as you say, it, it goes down to the whole cinematography mm. and the whole feel of the film. Just I just thought, throughout. yeah. Brilliantly done, as you say. CGI pulls you out of it so often, even when it's done well. Mm. It can, yeah. yeah. Where it was just a woman standing yeah. in the shadows with her face painted white is absolutely terrifying. Mm. So, yeah. So why mess around with it and make it? Any but the other thing I liked was they a lot of those films they tend to you have your quick jump scare moment mm. and then it's gone. What I loved in that was in the 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 prolonged section in the middle. Mm. When he first spends stays overnight at Ilmarsh House, it's event after event after event, and that five minutes yeah. is just one what thing after powerful. instead of mm. there's you know he sees something, then it goes back to daylight, mm. everything's normal, then it builds up, he sees something, and they brought it all together. Yeah, and it made it feel like a very not overly, but the film felt although it was it was quite slow going and there was a lot of atmosphere, it never felt like there wasn't enough actual scares and, yeah. and action going on. Yeah. Like they did manage to... It, it was perfectly paced for me. I really enjoyed that. Mm. I think... I mean... Uh, I, I, I loved the landscape. I loved the Marsh mm. landscape. That, And, yeah, you just want that house. Yes. That is a good house. I was saying, actually, um, I, um, I don't know if the house is on the island... But I'm sure somebody told me the Causeway and the island is is real. Is that an oh, it is an place. actual thing, yeah. right? Okay. Um, again, the, the house presumably isn't actually on it. Um, but yeah, so that's what I remember that call. I know, yeah. but it might be worth trying to trying to find out where it is and go for a little trip up there. Mm, Maybe a little search yeah. on IMDb at some point. So, what didn't you like about it? If they were your positives, okay. So, so as you were just saying, I think the build up to the middle and then um, you know, towards the end um, where it was really uh, the, the, the real crescendo. Yeah. Um, yeah, like that was fantastic. Um, I think the bit where I wasn't too sure was when he decided to dig up the body, only because I started to be a bit rational then and I was thinking, would the body still be... Like I found myself a, thinking that in a solid enough state for him to pull out. I know. I thought, yeah, well, that's just I don't know enough about biology to know how long a body will be um, preserved for. I know things can be preserved in mud yeah. better than others, so that's possible. Um, it, but it also seems like is that a little bit too far fetched that he's convinced that this is a good idea. Um, it is. A, it it does seem like a leap. To go to from sure that yeah. that's from rationality of you know this is what the world is and then have your mind completely blown and then you're making connections like that yeah and and but it's it almost like he became a bit of a, a seance you know the fact that mm. he's um, up for doing the ritual so just you know I figured there's got to be points where you suspend disbelief 
obviously a few of those points had already happened. But so it just it was like, do I need to think about this too carefully? Um, and uh, yeah, and obviously the fact that he's using the card to pull it out. I know I suppose it made more sense. That I didn't realise there was going to be a carriage that he could pull out. So at first I was thinking he's going to try and find the body yeah, I'll, at the mm. bottom of the. Well, yeah, know, it bring it up a little yeah. bit at a time or whatever. Yeah, but, so, yeah. That, but so that wasn't too bad. Um, and, and then I think the next biggest problem I had was I thought the end was actually really quite sweet because he died and there he was with his wife and he yeah. was quite happy. I was like, okay, that's quite nice. That's not yeah. a negative thing that he had a nice. No, no, but so, so it's like <laughs> I, I, I suppose I had to again readjust because I felt like it, I was expecting it to be bad at the end. Like I was expecting his son yes. to die. And it be awful. And then it's, oh, actually, yeah. that's quite nice, really. Yeah. So, so, yeah, it's fine. As that's what the ending was meant to be. <laughs> um, but yeah, it left me feeling good, as opposed to I thought I was going to be left feeling pretty awful. Yeah. <laughs> and again, at the middle part. Because I think, because, yeah, I, was, I think I was on the same page with that. I assumed at the end, especially when it was, he was looking around and yeah. there was no one there, I thought, oh, right, so he's, he's part of her damned collective yeah and then yeah he does um uh, meet the missus mm. you know um because i because that was another thing that confused me slightly is i wasn't sure if the woman uh like the 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 woman who was running the inn yeah i wasn't sure if she yeah. was meant to kind of look similar to like his, his wife, wife. yeah because she they yeah, she know. did yeah the actress mm. did look mm. quite a lot like her yeah, yeah. some connection so I didn't yeah. know if that was because I I wasn't sure if that was going to go off on a thing because yeah. not being funny the husband seemed like a no. dick so I thought maybe <laughs> he'll uh, run off with her yeah. you know or something, um, but yeah that was um, no it was it was it was weird actually because I did I kind of expected the same thing I thought it was going to have you know a bleak ending yeah um, I just I just assumed it was going to be. The little boy was going under the train, mm, and yeah. no one was going to do anything about it. Although, when you've been desperate enough to convince a man you've just met to haul a carriage out of a marsh pit, you'd keep hold of the little bugger's hand. <laughs> yeah, and he'd be like, "Where are you going? What are you doing?" Yeah. Well, yeah. Although adults are pretty useless. So That's true. Yeah. 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 So, so yeah. I think the only, it, it was something we discussed with a friend of with ours, um, Chris, I believe it was, I was having a discussion with someone about this film, um, and he said, oh yeah, because I, I was really impressed um, with Daniel Radcliffe's performance, because obviously the first thing It did take he'd done a little since, bit to, yeah. Yeah, to forget he's Potter, not Harry Potter, yeah. um, and I thought I was going to have more of a problem with that. Mm. Um, yeah, and I thought, he, I thought he did a really good job. But as I say, I was discussing it with somebody else at one point um, over a few beers, and I'm sure he said to me, "Oh, I had loads of, I, you know, I thought he was terribly cast because he was too young for the uh, for the character he was mm-hmm. playing, someone who was already married and already mm-hmm. had a child." And I'm sure at the time I said yes, but I was thinking about it today on the way home, it, it, planning to come and do this, mm-hmm. and obviously back in back in, uh, in that era. Things were different, and people yeah. did marry and have children yeah. a lot earlier because everyone died a lot earlier mm. than they did. That's now. true, yeah. And I, yeah, so I think that was a negative I had before. Mm. Yeah, and I was kind of kicking myself in the car, thinking, "Yeah, what did you think of that before mm. when we discussed it?" But yeah, so that was something I think that, that was I a fair point. Me. Yeah, because yeah. I think I mean I'll admit that is probably the main reason is I hadn't seen it was I just thought mm. 
you know, I wasn't going to be too hard to. Well, I, I, it, well, I've never seen Harry Potter, but it's, I um, it, was, actually, it was just it? like a sort of um, the association is there. Yeah, yeah. I, I, and I just thought, you know, and I mean, I must admit, I think, I think by the end of it, I by the end of it, I'd gone with it, but initially, I found him a bit uninvolving. Mm. But also, I think that in a weird way, that also feels traditional Hammer. Yeah, where yeah, okay. the, the the sort of the main protagonist is usually a bit bland. Yeah, you know, and it's all the others around who sort of add the color and everything else like that. Mm. But um, he also, which I was very reassured by, is he doesn't suffer from ruler face. Ruler now, face. ruler face is something that I'm looking into, and it's whenever you see someone who is a child star and you can't work out what's wrong with their face. Mm. It's because their head has grown to the sides of their face the equivalent size of two helix shatterproof rulers. <laughs> it's about that much. And you sort of you can't you're trying to work out what it is and it looks like that it's still the child head encased in a slightly bigger head. Almost the uncanny valley of yeah, yeah. Like it, it very nearly looks yeah, right, it's, but it, there's something. Yeah, you're sort of sitting there going, it's like, um, oh, what's his name from The Sixth Sense, Halle Joe Osman. Yes. Where that's very much, I think it's probably because he's quite big, like, yeah, um, yeah. expanded quite exponentially. But he um, he definitely has that effect where it's like, you're still an eight-year-old and they've just put you put in a man right. costume. Yeah. They've just inflated you slightly yeah. and put you in grown-up clothing. Yeah. So I think, I think it worked from, I, you know, I think... <laughs> Uh, but I, uh, but the the majority of the cast I thought were great. Um, the guy who played um, Sam Daly is a guy called um, Syrian Hines, mm-hmm. and I I'm obsessed with him because he really looks like John Cale from The Velvet Underground, and I've always <laughs> wanted him to play John Cale, but that's not really not there. But he was in like Cold Lazarus, like the last thing that Dennis Potter wrote, and he's. Uh, he was in Tinker Taylor Soldier Spy, and he's just. I've seen him in something. I can't remember. I've seen him in something in the last couple of years. Yeah, and he was amazing in that. And and like we said, the police constable being mm. um, David Burke, who's the yeah. original Watson in the Jeremy Brett Sherlock Holmes. Yeah. Um, so he's just immediately. That was really annoying me as well. Yeah. As soon as he came up, I was thinking, oh, all right. I'm sure last time it annoyed me, and I IMDb'd it, and I thought, right, I'm not going to do it a second time. I'm um, glad when you turn around and went, it's Watson. I was yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Miss Mrs. Daly is uh, was an actress uh, is an actress uh, called Janet McTeer, mm. who last Christmas was Mrs. Claus in like um, I think it was John Lewis or whoever had done or okay. so, someone did an advert where like the Christmas advert, you know, and it's all sort of like oh look at this one Christmas, yeah. It? And she was uh, uh, Mrs. Claus in that, so she. Has recently been, but she's, yeah, she was in loads of stuff. She was in a uh, program called The Governess, which mm. was about a woman running a prison which had uh, Craig Charles in it. And it might have actually had Siri Hines in it. I'm not sure. But, um, and, yeah, there was there was a lot of sort of, but again, that that was the that was the thing I thought was weird, though, is because I think Siri Hines and Janet Matea are really tall. 
Yeah. So they did kind of look like they'd taken their kid on holiday yes. standing next yeah, to Daniel I, Radcliffe. I, I did yeah. notice in, in the scene where he was talking to her outside the, oh, the, the child's mausoleum. Mm. Yeah, they obviously got him to stand a step yeah. higher. Oh, yeah. He, she was very tall when he was walking towards her, and then they yeah. were almost the same height when they were talking. Mm. He's climbed further up them steps than she has to try and to try and fit them both in the shot. But yeah, I mean, it didn't detract from it. it now, just, I, but that was another thing I wondered when we first saw her and she brought in the dogs, because that was mm. sort of one of the only light relief elements. Yeah, there wasn't a, <laughs> there no, wasn't a lot of Josie stuff in there. You know, you could almost mm. laugh at that, the mm. idea of two dogs. But obviously it's got the, the sense of that's her not managing to deal with the, the death yeah. of Yeah, it's the, the yeah. sublimation of the yeah. grief into something else. But, yeah, I, I wasn't quite sure when I first saw them. <laughs> Have I been taking this whole film too yeah. seriously? It's been a comedy all along. There was, there, there was a lot of dog action, though, because obviously... Um, what like, happened to the other dog? The other dog? I don't know. Just they got bored of... Yeah. I think... I, I'm, I'm slightly concerned because, you know, I'm all for animal welfare in films. You can kill everyone <laughs> in the cast, but if you kill the dog, you're a shit. Um... <laughs> But I did like the dog, but when he first met him on the train, I've actually written down the word dog throttler. <laughs> because he was holding the dog. I think maybe the dog was just having an off day, and it was like, right, just hold it there, and it'll be all right. But the dog, it did look like he was, you know, uh, he was desperately for this dog from somewhere. Yeah. Oh, and um, uh, Sean's mate from Sean Show was in it, Victor... Uh, Maguire or Victor Maguire, I can't remember his name. Yes. Uh, who was the um, the dad of the little girl who? Yes. At the lime. Yes. And um, yeah, again, that was I was just yeah. But I want I do want that house. Yeah. I I like the idea of the cut off because that's fantastic. It'd just be like you know sort of like oh well I'll pop over. No, you won't. <laughs> yeah. Because the tide's coming. Yeah. yeah. So and unless you want to come back at eleven o'clock at night. I am on my own for the evening. Yeah. Um, that, uh, the house is actually a place called, uh, I just found it, is a place called Cotterstock Hall in Northamptonshire. Oh. So, not not too far. And apparently it was, uh, the thing I found here, it was up for sale in 2014. Wow. Uh, for two and a half million, which... Mm. That's not a lot at all, It's really, not a lot. For that house. Well, I mean, yeah. But <laughs> it needs a lot of work. Yeah. It, well, it's no, no, I think, I think they've... Uh, I think they dressed it up rather nicely. It's actually like a hotel inside. Oh, wow. Um, this... So, so why did they choose that, particularly? Was there any... Wow. I wonder if... Significance... <laughs> I want, I, it may have just been that it was the best location they scouted. Yeah, or... It's just got that look, hasn't it? I mean, it's uh, it has got that large Gothic manor. Mm. It was probably also foreboding. The, it was probably also because where where is it that Hammer used to do? You you've stayed there. Haven't oh, you? Oakley Court. Mm. Yeah, because it was directly next door to Bray Studios. Yeah, but I th- but I wonder if they sort of like well, like, well we can't go back. to yeah, you know, it's gonna. It's gonna. We're going to Oakley now. Yeah, we've we we might have. Uh, that might be made slightly obvious. <laughs> so, so how often do Hammer release films? That was two thousand twelve. So they hadn't before that. They released Wakewood. I think was the only thing they've released. Oh, uh, Wakewood and the Christopher Lee one that I've not seen about the apartment block. Oh, um, there's, so there's, 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 Hammer there's, hadn't done anything since the late seventies. Mm. Uh, to the Devil mm. of Daughter, possibly. I think that's the that's last. The last the that's certainly the last 
I think that's the last horror film they made. Yeah. They because Hammer didn't just do horror. Uh, in fact, they did do um, the you know when there was this, there's that boom period in the seventies of sitcom films. Yeah. Um, of all which, the on on the buses and all on the buses is is Hammer. Uh, and um, the film of Rising Damp is Hammer, I believe. Uh, I think they did Love Thy Neighbour as well, but obviously that ain't going to get repeated any time oh, soon. No, I vaguely remember seeing that in, the, but, in my year. Um, maybe even like George and Mildred or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but, but yeah, the, so they, they did sort of other stuff as well. Mm-hmm. And they did, they did a lot of just straight-ahead dramas. Yeah. Funnily enough, I was watching... Have you seen uh, Captain Clegg? Yes. Yeah, I was watching that the other night, and I just forget that that is actually really well put together. That's that is just brilliantly yeah. done. Yeah, and it's not. It's and again, not really a horror. It has tropes of horror with yeah, marsh phantoms. Yeah, it's more of a crime. Yeah, it's, a, yeah, it's, it's an it's adventure sort of. Yeah, it's like a smuggling story, really. Yeah, I need to rewatch that because mm. um, I saw it when it was re-released when it came out on Blu-ray. Oh, three yeah, a couple years, of years ago, back, I think, yeah. Yeah. and I haven't seen it again since. And it's I've only seen it the once, so that's definitely due for a rewatch. Um, yeah. yeah, I do remember the Phantoms looking pretty poor in it, but um, again, we, it's forgivable for the. I think, I, th- I think helpfully, I was watching the horror channels print. Oh, so, so, yeah. so the Marsh Phantoms looked pretty good because <laughs> everything was pretty grainy <laughs> and sort of yeah, a bit a bit fuzzed and everything. I was just looking into what else the um, what else the director's done. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just trying to see if I identify or sort of seen what, seen any of the stuff. Uh, a guy called James Watkins. Yeah. Didn't ring a bell. Oh, he's done. He did an episode of Black Mirror. Mm-hmm. Oh, good. Oh, That's Eden Lake, which I've not seen. I've not seen, but I've seen it floated about. Mm. Um, the Take with Idris Elba, uh, and something called that. McMafia. TV series this year, but yeah, and I noticed that the script was Jane Goldman, yeah, um, who basically yeah just continues to prove that Jonathan Ross is a lucky bastard. <laughs> Do we know how closely the script followed the book? I've not read that. I should read the book. Mm-hmm. Um, Which I... was Susan Hill. So it says here, Woman in Black is a 1983 horror novella by Susan Hill. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so in a way, that's that. It was a revival. Setting it in the Victorian era was a revival of it. Then, yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's funny because it it feels so perfectly, it feels so perfectly Victorian, mm. and it's such a perfect story that. You know, as you said, it feels like it was written. It does feel like it, years ago. It, it feels like it comes. Feel. To the t- it feels. It felt really like um, the turning of the screw and yes. the film version, The Innocence. It felt really like that. Yep, it was a fantastic BBC version as well of the Turn of the Screw, mm. um, which I saw about a fortnight ago for the first time. Yeah, I that think it was the BBC. Production. Yeah, I think that wasn't that long ago. That that was no, I, vaguely, I I think it was about three years ago they aired it one Christmas. Uh, yeah. It was on Christmas Eve or something. Oh, it was brilliant. I had no idea that it was actually the. Because I've seen The Innocence. Yeah. Yeah, and I sat down to watch it. Yeah, got about 10 minutes in, suddenly went, hang on a minute, I've seen this before. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so, so, yeah, sorry to go back. Um, so, yeah, so Hammer stopped filming. Their horror stuff in the 
70s. early seventies, yeah, and I yeah. don't, th- I think the entire studio folded, okay. or uh, sort of uh, wound down yeah. mm. and didn't do anything, and then they sold the name in the mid two thousands, um, and they released yeah, uh, uh, Wakewood and. Wasn't there? There was another one as well, which was um, let from me Beyond the Rave or something like that. I, I don't know. Which was like a, a very sort of, uh, from what I understand, it was like a real sort of. No, oh, hey, we can we can do these modern movies. Oh dear. Yeah. Uh, well, they did let me in, which. Yeah. Oh yeah, the remake. Which I quite of, enjoyed. Of, of, um, of let, let the right one in. in. Yeah. Yeah, which I really enjoyed. That's a film. You're, We'll have to sort okay. of kind of watch a bit at some point. That was well, uh, the, ori- the a original real shock. Yeah, yeah. The original was so damn good. I've not seen. I've not seen the remake of it. The remake is as remakes. It's. I enjoyed it. It was. It didn't. It wasn't as good as the original. But I think for a lot of people who wouldn't sit and watch a subtitled movie, which obviously was it was designed for American audiences. Mm. who wouldn't have watched oh there's this Swedish movie it's all subtitled it's got nobody mm. in it you've ever heard of just yeah. watch it it's great um, and it was it, it it revived vampire movies for me because I was so sick of the sexy whole Dracula. genre yeah exactly sexy Drac get off my back oh, I hate sexy Dracula so, <laughs> yeah, so I love Dracula just not sexy Dracula it was great it was, it was the first film since 30 Days a Night I think which really turned the mm. genre upside down so I was really taken with that, but yeah, I, pushing it to a mainstream American audience wouldn't have been mm. an easy sell. So they completely reshot it um, with uh, Chloe. Clara Sabini. Um, no, just saying Chloe uh, Kardashian. Chloe, oh, I can't remember her name. Uh, but the girl from Kickass was. Oh, sod! Yeah, I can't remember her yeah. bloody name. <laughs> Um, yeah, but Morris she was in it. Yeah, Morris. Yes, something uh, like that. Yeah, but yeah, just uh, that was that was it was uh, it, a lot of it was the same. There were some bits they'd changed, um, but yeah, but I thought they did a really good job as a remake. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Just having a quick check here. Um, yeah, they, they did a, a, a contemporary vampire story called Beyond the Rave, then Wakewood. Um, which I quite, I quite remember, I remember quite enjoying. Yeah, I liked it. The with, Others. Was it The Others? No. Quiet no. Ones. Yes, they did do The Quiet Ones. The Quiet Ones, that was the other. That, that which, was terrible. I liked it. Oh, But it, it was very, um, uh, th- I think it was just because it had so much old sound recording equipment in it. Yes. That I could just... You happily <laughs> sit there and uh, it was like techno pong for me yeah. I like my techno pong to be 70s with a lot of bush <laughs> and some pie yeah, <laughs> yeah I, just, I, did, I didn't enjoy the film um, and uh, to be fair part of that might have been the fact that I saw it in a screening with I don't know if it was the last day of term at school or something but there was a group of maybe 25 Oh, early teenagers right. not yeah. the ideal reception no it, it wasn't good for an atmospheric horror movie but again there, I didn't like it anyway there was a lot of things about it that didn't stack up for me so mm. I wouldn't have enjoyed it anyway but yeah that definitely it, didn't. it's it, it's one of those ones where it's it's 
from my point of view, I just thought it's almost a good film. <laughs> you know, there was enough that I enjoyed it. Yeah. And um, and I, I bought the soundtrack. It has Slade on it. I'm quite happy with that. You know, there you I'll go. Admit anything. So, I, I am not happy with the fact that there was a cover of Silver Machine. Pay for the original. Come on. <laughs> you can afford it. You know. Yeah. Well, Lemmy needed the money at the time. Very you know? well. Yeah. So. God bless Can't him. take it with him, but yeah. <laughs> so overall, you, what would you? What are we giving numbers? Yeah, should we give it? I, a, like, no, you know, no, I definitely liked it. I thought there was some. Yeah, it was very good entertainment. Mm. Um, I was happy watching it all, um, and definitely got scared at points. That's good. Oh, yeah, yeah. There was there was there were a couple of real. Um, and actually, one thing I really liked, I really liked the fact that they, which was just something that's so effective when it was, uh, when he was fannying about with the papers. Yeah. And um, the, the figure was in the background. Mm. Then you cut to the figure's POV, but you could see, like in the top corner, the mirror. The reflection of yeah, it. Yeah, which I just thought was, you know, so, you know, yeah. such a nicely constructed little thing of a way of doing it I think a lot of it was it was the yeah. same as the when you when he was standing in the cemetery mm. and the camera was moving through the trees and yeah. you didn't see her but the camera passed behind her so you yeah. just kind of got a silhouette but it wasn't obvious and shots like that I just thought mm. were instead of just giving you the there she is standing yeah. in the background where you expect to see her yeah just turning it slightly and giving you something a little bit different I mm. thought was yeah yeah no really. I, I think that they sort of did a, f a fresher version of that mm. uh, so obviously you've seen the theater production yes yeah um so uh, I'm still having a hard time imagining how that could be scary so you but said it's, it's essentially like is it like only a very small cast it's only like a few people yeah, yeah. so it's it's two actors, yeah, right? Okay, and there's just the two of them. So, so presumably it's the Daniel Radcliffe character, Arthur yeah. Kip, and the and other there's another actor who plays the other role. So he plays the boss at the beginning when he's being sent. Oh off. right, oh right. And then okay. when he gets to the house, he then plays the um, uh, the the guy who befriends him on mm -hmm. the train. And so, so, so how does he get? He gets changed between each. Yeah, so it's the same guy. Yeah, they okay. just put him in a different outfit and he comes back out again. Not as any women. No, he doesn't play. <laughs> any women, no. That would add a bit more humour, possibly. That's yeah, that might destroy the the horror no, atmosphere. I, mean, I definitely would like to see that. That seems impressive if they can pull that off. You know, and even if it's not scary, then that's still quite good to. I to I achieve that. really did think it was really effective. It was. Yeah. Uh, so it had just as much atmosphere and yeah. everything as it, and as you say, until you've been to a theatre production, uh, yeah, where they do actually manage to make it scary, yeah. until you've been somewhere that they can build so, that atmosphere and that oppression. So how did they do like the children? That that was none of that was in there. No, okay. No, it was all just about him at the house and yeah. what what happens to him while he's at Illmarsh. So he goes okay. to Illmarsh, and it's if I remember correctly, against. 16 years ago mm. um, but if I remember correctly it's just he goes to the house and it's just what happens to him while he's there I think he comes back and goes again once okay, but yeah. yeah it's not like the film where mm. you know every day he's coming backwards and forwards it just centres around the 
which, which makes it a lot easier, obviously, because they don't have to keep changing sets and yeah. whatever. Yeah. So, especially with only two of them doing all of the. Uh, mm. And there's also a, a, was it a TV adaptation? Yes, from so the eighties. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah, which is very good. Again, it's got that very bleak yeah. feel. Um, uh, it, it, if I remember rightly, it's got very little um, sound in it as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so but the sound was good. Uh, yeah, the music was nice. Yeah, scary. You know, and they kept it down nice as well. Yeah. There was a lot of times when there wasn't any score going on, yeah. Yeah. which made it really creepy and like say horror. It, see, it seemed to fit well at the points mm. it needed to. We say it's that isolation of just yeah. you're just in a house and there's nothing else there, uh, and I think the the TV version did that as well. Um, that had some horrific moments in it as well, really, really chilling. Um, mm. There was one when he goes back to the house, I think while he's waiting for uh, his child to come and meet him, he goes back to the he goes back to the the pub I think and stays one night there yeah and he has a vision of her while he's there and I just remember seeing it and yeah all the hairs on the back of my neck stands it's really uncomfortable and horrible it's mm. it's brilliantly done um, oh well I will have to I'll have to check out that version I have got a copy of it it's a very bad copy because it was originally on TV in the oh, I think probably the late 80s early 90s um and that's it. So I think what I've seen was a VHS copy that was transferred to DVD oh, right, that was yeah. uploaded to a torrent yeah. site. So it, it's a, it be, but that's the only way to get it. It's never been yeah. originally released, so you can't buy it. Um, I, s- I think I saw a copy on Amazon once, which uh, copy on Amazon once, which was clearly a uh, like DVD-R, hmm. and I think they were selling it for forty odd quid. <laughs> And at that point, I was, well... <laughs> it, is, it is good. It, it was in two parts as well, so I think it's about two, two and a half hours. Um, but I'd definitely be willing to sit down and watch that again at some oh, point cool. if you're up for it. Yeah. Um, yeah, and we'll make a night of it, because we'll, it is... We'll, we'll do the 10th anniversary episode. <laughs> yeah. And uh, where we watch that, we go back to our roots. <laughs> but... Um, no, I, th- I, I mean, I would say if we're talking a rating, mm-hmm. I'd, I'd definitely give it a seven. It Pushing into an eight. You that's, know. that's exactly where I th- think it was. Yeah, yeah. well, I was thinking around seven. There we go. It's got unanimous. Yes, a unanimous seven for some excellent parts. Mm. Yeah. yeah. And, but, and obviously there's a sequel. Is it Angel of Death or something? <sighs> Does it feature a? Does it feature Slayer on the soundtrack? <laughs> if only. Because I was going to say that might slightly <laughs> ruin the Victorian vibe. Is Daniel Radcliffe in that one? No. Right. Okay. Um, so I think we're we're already quite aware of what sort of a sequel it's like. Yes. It's. Um, I, I've got to be honest. I didn't make it all the way through. I think mm. I watched about forty minutes of it and gave up. Why did you miss the best bit? I'm pretty sure I did. <laughs> But the, the setup for it was brilliant. So the idea is it's World War Two. Mm-hmm. They're evacuating, obviously, all the children from London. So uh, three or four teachers take an entire mm-hmm. school and they go up to Eel Marsh House mm-hmm. and 
they all stay there for yeah for the evacuation. Mm. Um, I thought that could have been good. So it's mm. a brilliant premise, but before they'd even got to the house, I just remember the mm. whole thing just falling apart and becoming absolutely ludicrous. So I didn't persist with it, but I, I might yeah, go back and give it another. If there's ever a point where I have nothing else to watch, I might <laughs> give it another go. But but they're making films all the time, they are, so they are. you know. And you know, there's what there's a hundred years worth of films to go back and see. Yes. So I don't. But are think they making good horror films still? Are they are they declining or are they? Well, yeah, the thing is, it goes through phases, doesn't mm, it? You'll go yeah. through two or three years where there's nothing, and okay. then you'll have a couple of years where you'll get, you'll get stuff coming out again. So, so I'd like to think. So what, you, what are we thinking for next? Next horror film. Are we, are we going? Be good? Uh, well, no, no. So for the oh, next, the next film, film, are we going yeah. back in time? A long way back in time. What would you, What would you like to do, Chris? Would yeah. Of your film, so for the film that you just watched, did you like? Would you like to go for something again, like another contemporary-made film? So I would definitely like to Victorian watch something similar to that. Okay. But I think for the next one and possibly for the after, we should try and mix it up as much as possible. That's to a good try idea. and reach the extremes of all of it, and mm-hmm. then we can figure out from there a way back. Okay. So would you like to get in the way way back machine and go back to <laughs> the like something like the original universe an original Universal movie? Yeah, I'd, I'd be happy to try one of those. Yeah. Okay, excellent. That cool. sounds good. Yeah. So of the big five or so six, I take it there's not going to be many that you haven't seen, Adam. Uh, of, so of, of the Universal be... ones, I think I've probably seen the 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 same as yeah. yourself. Yeah. I think the only thing the only thing I've never seen. Is I've never seen the I've never seen the Lon Chaney Phantom of the Opera, um, okay. but I don't even think that's that's not even Universal possibly. No, I don't think it's part of that cycle. I, I think no, it was it was uh, it was made in you in the Universal lot, but I don't mm. think it's part. It's not classed as the no. original so, set because it was still silent back yeah, then. Yeah, of course, yeah. Um, yeah. And the Universal horror, the Universal monsters. Um, uh, legacy Cycle. collection, yeah, yeah, is all from when the talkies started, mm. so from from Dracula onwards. So I mean, that's another funny idea. It seems odd to imagine a silent horror film. I have lots of silent horror yeah. films. We okay. can watch they, some. They, they have music, I guess. They all. Oh yeah, yeah. And, and I was actually going to suggest just uh, at some point if we watch Nosferatu, hmm. um, Wes. Polished up the score we did. Like oh, did him. he? Yeah. Oh, uh, so we, could, so we could watch it with the with the function score. That'd be good. I'd be <laughs> up for that. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, we we um, we sat and basically improvised a, a score along to, and it's uh, Nosferatu is the very uh, it's, it is the very first adaption of Dracula, isn't it? Yes. Um, and for ages was thought of as a lost film because basically um, they made Dracula. They didn't ask if they were allowed to make <laughs> Dracula. And Bram Stoker's widow basically Im- forced them to burn all the prints, but mm. one of them turned up. Yeah. And so it still existed. And we might have London After Midnight. Now that would be... I did read an article, I did go mm. back to the article today and it yeah. said that they believe that it's not true. Oh, they think it's another... another. Uh, I, c- I can understand that. 
Oh, it, is. Is a it got me so excited. Mm. There's something about the idea of a film that you might never, ever get to see. Yeah. And the idea of it suddenly surfacing again that's just so exciting to me. See, see that's the thing. Is, 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 the thing, is the thing I get with Doctor Who is obviously they wipe loads of stuff. Mm. Then a couple of years back they found basically two whole stories. This isn't just a marketing ploy, is it? I th- it's no. a very good it's one. It's a very long-term one. Yeah. Term yeah. Oh, yeah. 1930 yeah. to now. Yeah, these, these are clever people. Because <laughs> <laughs> so I don't with the marketing department. Because London, London After Midnight was also supposedly, I think, um, I think a criminal used it in his defence for murdering someone, is mm. that he'd been unhinged by seeing Lon Chaney in, mur- uh, in London After Midnight. Which kind of added an extra element yeah. where I've I, and I've genuinely seen articles written in completely good faith where people are saying, "Oh yeah, they had to ban it and destroy all the prints because it sent everyone who saw it mad." Oh really? Yeah. yeah. Which I tell you that's what, some quality journalism. I, going I'll on. tell you what, editing must have been a pig. <laughs> We've had four in. Yeah. Two of them are giggling in the corner, and one of them's on himself. Um. But yeah, so so back to Universal. Yep. Um, uh, Frankenstein, I think, is the most easily accessible. Mm-hmm. Bride of Frankenstein is a better. Is I prefer as a movie. Yeah, I would I would concur completely. I think Bride My, of Frankenstein just uh, pips it. Yeah. It's one of the it's one of the few genuinely better sequels. Yeah. Yeah. That's ever existed. Yeah. And. But my personal favourite from the from the that, that Universal cycle is the Wolfman. So I don't know which to choose because oh <laughs> yeah, a, a Dracula obviously started them all off. So it is the yeah. iconic one. I th- so they've I all got the tr- their I think, the tr- I think the trouble is, is that the Todd Brown in Dracula is not brilliant. It's not very exciting. The I mean, it's got. Uh, I mean, it's a shame because it's Bela Lugosi and he is a brilliant Dracula, mm-hmm. but. Just everything around it just doesn't. It's very dry. It's now. a very it's sort, of, sort of static sort of production. It's essentially like filming a play. Yeah. Whereas the Frankenstein films and certainly the Wolfman are they're much more modern in feel. They yeah. they are movies rather than just a teleplay sort of yeah. thing. So I'm getting a sense of the Wolfman. The Wolfman is my personal favourite. Not only um, that, but also it's just um, I think. It's a nice introduction to um, Lon Chaney, uh, Lon yes. Chaney Junior. Yes, um, yes. especially That's a particular be- style. Is it? He's that he does. Uh, well, I think he was just. I mean, he was. He's the son of Lon Chaney, the man of a thousand faces, and he sort of got into the uh, got into the uh, the business through through his father. So, so he's the actor. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Um, and he, um, but he sort of, he was younger than um, sort of Bela Lugosi and yeah. uh, Boris Karloff was sort of slightly older actors. They'd already had a career, whereas I think Lon Chaney Jr. was kind of Wolfman's roughly his sort of uh, earlier sort of end yeah. of stuff. And the, yeah, but then he went to so obviously he, so he played Larry Talbot in. The Wolfman, but mm. then from then he went on to play Frankenstein in some of the later in uh, Ghost of Frankenstein, yeah, I think and it is, yeah. Son of Frankenstein. Um, 
Yeah, and he, he continued to play the Wolfman and stuff, so he was in the Avon Costello movies mm. as the Wolfman. Yeah. Um, yeah, so he had a much longer career, and he carried on right through the 60s. Yeah. Um, doing, once the, the Atomic Age films come in, mm-hmm. um, he carried on, he played the Incredible Transparent Man, I think it was called. And obviously, at some point, we will have to show you Spider Baby. Spider Baby, yes. Which uh, is, uh, and again, Lon Chaney's kind of, they've got him in as the name yes and I think that's the thing is it's like it was like Bella Lugosi basically played Dracula twice but he did play Dr. Acula uh, <laughs> Mr. Alucard uh, just <laughs> variations on Dracula for the rest of his career okay. he was always cast in that sort of thing but you had like white zombie I mean well the, the filmmaker Ed Wood who basically it was like I've got Bella Lugosi it was, yeah, a lot of those guys were the sort of, um, they just had box office names. Mm-hmm. And and I think also, I think the thing is, it's, uh, it's a thing that's quite lovely with horror, is horror fans are dedicated. Yeah. And you can, you know, you you will be looked after in a weird way. I mean, it'll be funny, it's like we were saying about earlier with, uh, Dave Prowse hmm. he's probably do you know what I mean I mean obviously he should be receiving uh, you know he should have been receiving a lot more love yeah. for, for Star Wars yeah um, but so I, I didn't even realise that he wasn't the character when the mask came off I thought that was Dave Prowse oh yeah but like yeah. Forever, until I saw this documentary I was like I never knew that was someone else yeah yeah, because he so he did a couple of yeah, things. So called Sebastian did. Shaw, who's mm. the other one. Who I, again, I've never seen, never heard of. No, no I was like, I didn't even know I've seen him before that. No. But yes, yeah, so and he David himself has been written out, obviously, yeah. because then they put in the the younger Anakin, Anakin. Yeah. to replace yeah. the goat, or yeah, in Return of the Jedi. Yes, absolutely. Okay, so so we're going for Wolfman. The yeah. Wolfman. The Wolfman. Yeah. yeah, I haven't seen the Wolfman in a while. That's going to be good. Okay. Uh, yeah, I very nearly watched it because I watched Bride of Frankenstein last week just yeah. on a whim. Yeah, and I very nearly watched that straight away afterwards, and I thought, no, no, I'll, I'll wait with this one, and I'll just in case save it for something. It special. comes up, yeah. So this will be perfect. So we'll we'll so we'll do the um, the witches from Macbeth. When next we three are met, <laughs> it is the Wolfman. Yes. Yes. Excellent. Right. Let's wrap it up there. Yeah. Night, night, us. ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for listening. Thank you. And indulging us. Yes. Go watch the Wolfman. <laughs>